Hiya, Jimmy. Hey, Brucey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't too sure of this tonight, but I, I knew my guys were tracking you down. There was no way, and yeah. I know that you wanted to, to be on the air. So what, the what, tell everybody, well, you know, don't mention the airline because that isn't fair. Uh, <laughs> so what happened? You you, you uh, got on the airplane, and what happened? Well, uh, yeah, basically we was, you know, had a connecting flight in Charlotte, and uh, the plane all of a sudden, you know, uh, they changed the flight to maybe postponing it back an hour. And, uh, you know, then it was another 15 minutes. So when I was, you know, but bottom line is I'm on the ground now. I'm in baggage claim. I'm sitting far away from everybody else so I can hear you. <laughs> and uh, let's talk. <laughs> All right. This is what I want to do. We're going to stop for our break here, right? Can we do, want to do the yeah. break? Okay. Let's sure. do, let me do this break now because we have to rearrange things. Do the break right okay. now, then we will talk, and no one will interrupt us. Okay? Can you give me a no minute problem. or so? Sure. Okay. Sure. Don't, Jimmy, don't move anywhere. Don't I'm you dare move. <laughs> Using Garbanzos by Goya will give your family a delicious and nutritious meal. Cousins, look for it at your local grocery store. For recipe ideas, go to Goya.com. If it's Goya, it has to be good. And now, 77 WABC presents a Music Radio Minute. The best music. Cousins, 1960 was an amazing year for our music. Here's a look at the top three on Music Radio. ABC. Charting Walk, Don't Run by The Ventures. in 1960, Sam Cooke hit the charts again. This is Chain Gang. Don't you know that's the sound of the men working on the chain gang? Well, my friends, we all listened to Elvis and sang along to this chart topper. It's now or never. Sing along, cousins. It's Another Music Radio Minute coming soon. So keep listening, Cousins. W-A-B-C. Yep, Music Radio, W-A-B-C. So, Cousin Jimmy Rosica. Jimmy, let's, let's start at the beginning. Uh, you, you joined the group when? Uh, how did well, the Brooklyn Bridge start and everything? Well, I used to hang out at a nightclub on Long Island called the Cloud Nine at Gogo, and the owner, Al Brownstein, said... Uh, why don't I come down with my band uh, on, I think it was March the 15th, 1968, that there was going to be a battle of the bands there. And I said, Mr. Brownstein, we haven't played out of my basement. He said, well, what have you got to lose? Anyhow, we got down there. We threw together a set we had never played uh, outside of my basement. And uh, as it really turned out, it was not necessarily a battle of the bands, but Johnny uh, Maestro was looking to expand uh, his group at that time, Johnny was singing with the Del Satins, just uh, you know, three vocalists and Johnny. So we decided to merge bands. The next day, you know, I was uh, when I got off stage, I was approached by a woman that said that she represented Betty Sperber, who had action talents and also mm-hmm. managed Johnny Maestro. And would we be interested in you know coming into Manhattan and meeting Johnny with the idea of merging our uh, our nascent garage band? with the Del Satins and Johnny. And uh, to me, I mean, I was like 20 years old. Uh, it was very exciting. And I said, absolutely. And so we shook hands, Johnny and I, and uh, my friend Tommy Sullivan was there. And 
Betty Sperber immediately got on the phone. I believe she called uh, Dave Zahn, who's the president of Banner Talent, and uh, said something like, you know, uh, Dave, Betty Sperber here, look, Johnny Meister's putting together a new 11-piece group, and and Dave's on to 11 pieces. Jesus, Betty, trying to sell that would be like trying to sell the Brooklyn Bridge. And Betty goes, I love it. Hangs up <laughs> and the there phone. It, and there and it was. There it That's the beginning, the beginning of history. Right. 11 yeah. pieces. So when did it get down to sort of normalcy? You know, how many pieces? Well, well you know, for the first uh, 68, 69, 70, by around 1971, I want to say, we shrunk down to uh, seven pieces. And, uh, you know, we were still recording at that time, but uh, the configuration had changed. So uh, I was on guitar then. Originally, I was the bass player. Then Johnny played some bass. Uh, and, uh, you know, we recorded an album called The Bridge in Blue at that time. And it was very different from our previous three albums. Uh, but the, the road has never stopped. You know, uh, March the 15th coming up will be 56 years that that date occurred, you know, way back when. So uh, here I am sitting in Myrtle Beach in an, air, in an airport. So, speaking to my so good friend. all these years later, so you're in Myrtle Beach Airport. where you got, <laughs> yeah, So are you going to be, you guys, uh, appearing? Where are you appearing in Myrtle yeah, Beach? Or? Tomorrow we're at the Alabama Theater with the Duprees and uh, a couple of other artists. But... You know, I, I like Myrtle Beach. We were inducted into the Myrtle Beach uh, Rhythm Blues Hall of Fame back in 2006. And in the event that uh, th there was a picture floating around on Facebook, it's a picture of Johnny Les and Freddie standing on the back of a flatbed truck. Well, that photo was taken, you know, down here in Myrtle Beach way back when. And it's such a perfect picture to look at now because sadly the three of them are gone. But they're looking right at you, you know, in the photo. And uh, when I can, I like to, you know, broadcast that at the end of our show. So, uh, in any event, what else you got for me? <laughs> right. So, listen, I'm talking to Jimmy Rosica, and uh, we're talking about Brooklyn Bridge. We're talking about Johnny. How was up? Uh, tell me about working with him. Now, you know, you and I go back a long way. Uh, yes. You've been on a lot of my shows with Johnny, with, uh, with well, uh, Les and... Uh, with uh, a lot of the original guys. So what was it like, you know, when you guys were together? Was it was it really, well, did you have a lot of fun? Were there any problems? Yes, yes, no. As a matter of fact, that's an interesting question in that we, uh, from day one, I mean, I can't really think of one blowout that we ever had together as a, as a band, you know, in terms of disagreements or fights. Yeah, I mean, there were musical differences of opinion, but nothing ugly. Um, you know, I believe, if my memory serves me well, our very first gig, um, well, one of our first gigs was with you at Palisades Park. We opened uh -huh. up The Temptations. Yes, it was. was. You know, David Ruffin and the, the whole gang was there at that time. Uh, then we did a wonderful gig with you. You remember when we did Central Park with the Chambers Brothers and John Lennon and Alice Cooper and uh, Harry Nielsen was there? Uh, there must yeah, have that been was, that was a, thousand people. That was, that was historic. That was a story. Yes. And I was, you know, it's funny. I, I don't remember. I remember now that you mentioned it, that you were there. That was, what a heck of a show. We couldn't put a show like that together again. Amazing. Uh, 
Well, the funny thing was our man Betty Sperber says, whatever you do, don't be late. But she, didn't, she never told us what, what the event was. So when we got into Manhattan, you couldn't get near Central Park in terms of parking and all that. And then we get there, and we saw, what's going on? I mean, it was just, it was the most people I ever performed for. Yeah, amazing. It's really amazing. Well, you know, that, that show, I'm remembering it, that was, we did that for the Police Athletic League of New York. Uh-huh. And, uh, that was uh-huh. PAL and uh, <laughs> Harry Nilsson. John Lennon, I mean, and you guys, what what an amazing and, event! Yeah, and there was a it huge, was what a what an audience. It's one of their biggest audience up to that time it was. So, look, going around with Brooklyn Bridge, you've traveled now so many places. Are there any favorite places that you feel you guys feel very comfortable? Yes, I, we had a good rapport, you know, with each other in the very very beginning. You know, Johnny and Les and Freddie were. Uh, maybe from seven to nine years older than us. So I was like a kid. I was like 20 years old. You know, maybe Johnny's 29. And Johnny had a history with the crest, of course, so he was like big time to me, you know. Now, I must confess, the day of that Battle of the Bands, I, of course, knew Johnny because I used to see him perform with the crests at the Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I I never put it together that he was the guy that sang Sixteen Candles. You know, maybe my older sister had bought that mm-hmm. record, but uh, uh, within I'd say within a month or two after we formed, after we shook hands and decided that we would merge these groups, uh, Betty got us into the Westbury Music Fair on Long Island. We opened up for the Rascals. And then uh, shortly thereafter, again, we were back at Westbury. The Rascals had to cancel, and they substituted uh, Jimmy Page with the Yardbirds and uh, Linda Ronstadt with the Stone Ponies. Wow. So uh, very exciting for me again because these, these are people that, you know, you heard on the radio. And then not too long after that, uh, I remember coming off a plane. We were on like a DC-7 or something. Everyone was nauseous and throwing up and what have you. We all got off the plane and <laughs> screaming at Betty, and she told us to shut up. You know, you're going to be opening up for the Beach Boys in Asbury Park at the convention center. And I was a major. I mean, the Beach Boys, they uh, they certainly influenced me more than I'd have to say any other group, particularly back in the 60s. When, you know, the vocal harmonies were just beautiful, and I wanted to... I wanted to learn how to put notes together like that. And with guys like Johnny and Les and Freddie, good quality voices, you know, it wasn't just a matter of singing in tune. You had guys that the actual sound of their instrument was beautiful. So when they got it right, it was right, you know, spot on. And then uh, during the summer of 1968, Betty had us performing at the Cheetah in Manhattan. And for those people, you know, who are not familiar with the Cheetah, the Cheetah in the 60s was kind of like... Studio 54 in the 70s and 80s. It was it was just a uh, an old movie theater refurbished, and she had us in there six nights a week, you know, for six weeks at a pop. And so over the summer we started to draw and uh, you know break attendance records, and then uh, we got a record deal with Buddha Records. And you know the first three songs that we recorded, the first two songs were kind of bubblegummy. You know, Buddha, uh, most of their acts at that time were, you know. Bubblegum, I, I say that affectionately, not no, no disrespect. No, I understand, of course. But um, we, uh, after recording two songs that they had given us, we, Johnny, myself, and Mike Gregorio, were all listening to the same album, independent of one, of one another. We all had this Fifth Dimension album called Magic Garden. And Johnny uh, approached Neil Bogart, who was the president of uh, Buddha at that time, and 
he asked if we could do one more. There was a song on the Fifth Dimension album that Johnny really liked, well, the worst that could happen. And uh, we recorded that, but what I've, my personal feeling is that what made the difference between our record and the Fifth Dimension is because the Fifth Dimension are great. You know, I love them you know, vocally also. And Billy Davis was a wonderful singer. But on one of the lines in the song, a woman like me needs a house and a home, baby, if he really loves you. That note on the record of the Fifth Dimension was sung in falsetto. So it was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. A guy named Artie Rip, Artie at that time uh, had the love and spoonful and the you know, he owned part of Billy Joel, but Billy wasn't big at that time. Uh, Artie asked if we could do, if Johnny could, if he thought he could sing that note in natural voice. And John just said, well, let's give it a go. And one take, you know, he nailed it. And that made that, that phrase, it climaxed. It was, uh, it was just, we knew. I mean, I had a feeling, not that I know a hit record from any other record, but I had a real good feeling when I left the studio that day that we had done something special. And, you know, shortly thereafter, the uh, local stations, you know, went into the top ten, and I believe the worst that could happen went to number three in the country. I think yeah, Judy Collins and Tommy James had beat us out. Well, no, you know, I, I beg to differ with you. When you guys get out of a studio working so hard, you there's got to be a feeling in your gut that this is going to be a hit or there's, this is this is worthy of being a hit. You know, interesting, that uh, Fifth Dimension comparison with you guys, Brooklyn Bridge, uh, that's sort of become like a, almost an argument. Some people say they like this, and, but it always comes up with the falsetto. I'm glad you brought that up. The well, falsetto part of it. And by the way, we have prepared Ava, our program manager, uh, has prepared a medley of your great hits from Brooklyn Bridge uh, with uh, Johnny. No. And I love it. So who's, um, who's doing Johnny's part right now? Uh, Joe we lost Esposito. Johnny. How old was Johnny when we lost him? Johnny was 70 years old. It's so now, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to make a statement, and you can sure. you agree with me or not. Uh, you guys, Johnny Maestro, you guys belong. Johnny Maestro, let's talk about my belongs absolutely in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll never understand why he has not been honored with that yet. I mean, his, to me, he was one of the best voices we've ever had in, in the rock and roll history. I mean, his feeling, his, his way of singing, his heart and soul, he belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And yet it has not happened. What you say? Well, you know, Johnny, no doubt about it, was the real deal. A beautiful voice, a wonderful uh, um, musicality, very musical guy. I mean, you hear about guys like Brian Wilson being able to hear, you know, something flat with uh, 700 people singing, but he could point out who just sang flat. Well, Johnny was, had that, those type of ears. Um, as regards to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mike, I think their criteria in the very beginning was picking people that, that were pillars of rock and roll, who influenced the Everly Brothers, Little Richard, you know, Chuck Berry, etc. Um, at this point in the game, you know, 50 years later, yes, Johnny was one of the best, and I, I don't know why he's not in it, you know, and, and I know that we had some some of our own fans put together a petition. They had something like 30,000, 40,000 names on it. But I had heard feedback that um, 
you know, don't tell us who to put on, that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just never came to be. But I, I say this um, sincerely, Johnny was the type of man that really, he didn't get bogged down with that stuff. You know, he was not in any way an egomaniac. He was just the most uh, very stable man, very self-assured, but very low-key. You know, mm-hmm. off stage. Yeah. Johnny in jeans and a flannel shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, nothing pretentious about him whatsoever. No, I, I can absolutely you, attest to that, and uh, I hope that things will soften up over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I, I just have such good feelings about those people there and the executives. As you know, I've had a yes. lot of shows from there, and uh, I look forward to going back there someday, and I, I really would like to see Johnny Maestro and a few others honored. And yes. I think I think it'll happen. Well, listen, my friend, you got to be exhausted. You got to be getting ready well, for what you're doing. And I, I really appreciate I appreciate you know the effort that you put into this thing and that we finally found if you. I, if I could interrupt for just a second, I want to answer yeah. to your first question. Uh, singing for us now is Joe Esposito, and Joe is oh. he is just the the perfect. Uh, person for us he is we we did not look for a johnny maestro imitator um joe hits the notes he's got wonderful swagger on stage uh he compliments the band beautifully and he's a, quite an accomplished guy in his own right joe sang uh, you know with uh, brooklyn dreams he sang the duet with donna summer and you know heaven knows he sang uh, in in countless movies, you know, Rocky movies, uh, Scarface, uh, Flashdance, beautiful song called La- Lady, Lady, Lady that Joe uh, sang. But anybody Googles Joe Bean Esposito, uh, I believe will be impressed with his accomplishments. But um, I'm I'm privileged to be a, a founding member. I just was, I'm not a Juilliard grad or anything like that. I happen to be at the right place at the right time. And the chemistry between all eleven of us, you know, when we first formed, was was just good. It was it was just a nice uh, rapport between all of us. We had a lot of fun when we were on the road, you know, traveling across the country. And uh, you know, uh, we had somebody of the stature of a Johnny Maestro, you know, singing lead for us. Uh, so I always felt very comfortable on stage, knowing that you know this is this is what I had in front of me, so to speak. But uh, you know. Joe, I'm so glad that we got Joe in the band. Uh, he's the, certainly the best thing that happened to us since Johnny's passing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hope we cross paths on stage again soon. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you and the Brooklyn Bridge. So if you're doing any more Palisades things, you know. Well, we, love listen, to, love you're to. always there at top of my list. But where are you going next? If you're on Myrtle Beach, what's the next uh, show? Oh, you know, Forgive me. I know we're at the Proctor Theater. I know we're going to Pennsylvania. Off the top of my head, Brucey, I don't, I, yeah. I don't have the itinerary sure. in my, in my mind. Gone through <laughs> I shouldn't put well, you to the test like that. No, it's, it's okay. We'll, That's we'll check it. To do. All right. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to let you rest. Let's go to the hotel, gonna clean up a little, take a good shower, and go to sleep. And uh, listen, well, I do look forward to seeing you. I hope that you'll maybe join one of my shows at PNC Center. I'll talk would to Ron Gravino. I, I would really love to have you on stage with me. And, and Joe is terrific. We, I've known him, and we've had him with us. And listen, I thank you. You know what we're going to do now, Jimmy? I have a medley of your hits, right? Brooklyn Bridge, well, Johnny Maestro hits. Would you be so kind as to introduce it? 
And listen, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we met up. Really am. Well, so am I, Bruce. Uh, you know, uh, I'm very thankful, and it's been a privilege to be your call you my friend and uh, uh, call. Uh, yes, <laughs> the fact that we're friends is great. Yes, my head is. is spinning. My mind is uh, all over the map right, right now. You but, introduce uh, the Met. Introduce your hits. This is nice. Well, this is going to be a uh, nice feeling. Our first song that we recorded, of course, was The Worst That Could Happen. And then we had Blessed Is The Rain. And then they flipped Blessed Is The Rain over and they played Welcome You Love. And then we had, I believe, Your Husband, My Wife, uh, You Never Walk Alone. I think Free Is The Wind was a, uh, a single at one time. Uh, later on, we recorded uh, Neil Young's Down By The River. That charted. That was top 100, not top 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did... Um, we recorded some interesting things, for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield, I Feel Free, you know, Cream's I Feel Free. So we've, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of an eclectic uh, recording career over the years. And, you have, uh, and listen, I have an eclectic collection of your gorgeous hits. So if I may, I want to play that. You, thank you so much. Jimmy, we will, we will meet up again soon. God bless. Give my best to the guys, will you? I will do, Brucey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Jimmy Rosica, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, The Bridge and Johnny.